Hi, welcome to our podcast, The Perfect Blend, where we talk about books and the perfect cup of tea to complement it. We are your hosts, Shelly Haskell and Candy Baker. This podcast started from an idea of blending the perfect cup of tea with some of our favorite books. Hello, Shelly. Hi, Candy. Oh, I, so, I know, right? We're here. And we're in the same place. We're in the same we room. touch each other. <laughs> That's right. So, um, which is cool. I'm so glad you came over. And we are getting to spread a little Christmas cheer to each other and mm-hmm. share and record about this book this week. And I'm super excited. I am, too. And this is one of those where you you have to stick with it. Yeah. I was not loving it when I started. I was listening to it. I was not loving it. And then it just, I couldn't put it down. I had to go. I was listening to it. I went and bought the book so I could have it in my hand and read it. I loved it that much. Well, there you go. Um, so, just to let our listeners know, this book is The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery by Gabrielle Zevin, um, who is a really great author and has many different books and and they're all different styles that's one thing I was noticing about her Uh, this is the only book I've read by her but it's not by far the last book I will read by her I I really appreciated her dabbling in different genres and and things like that so I thought that was interesting I could see she's a she's a writer who loves to write in many different ways not just with one thing I think it's cool I do too so We've, we picked this book. What tea did you pick to go with it? So I have a tea called Beretz. Did I say it right? Beretz. 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 Somebody tell me. Um, it's by August Uncommon Teas, and it's a red rubious, uh, rooibos orange amaretto tea, and it has lemon peel, orange blossoms, star anise, and it is a delicious almondy orange blossom kind of tea. And it goes great with cookies. <laughs> Perfect time. And that is what I'm saying. It is, it is delicious to dunk a, a sugar cookie or a gingerbread cookie into it. So I've been um, enjoying it with some cookies and while I'm reading. I think Rubio's is a good dunking tea anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my tea is from the Asheville Tea Company. And we bought this tea, or when we were at Quail Ridge Books, giving them a shout out mm-hmm. once again. When we were at Quail Ridge, the I, I found this hibiscus mojito tea. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if nothing else, it would be good for summertime mm-hmm. to make as an iced tea. But it's really good. And you, it comes in these cute little triangle packs. And it doesn't have a lot of color to the tea bag. But when you brew this it is this ruby red tea and it's really very festive it's got hibiscus lime and lemon basil peppermint and mojito mint and no flavor overpowers it it's not too strong with peppermint basil can be really strong but it's not Mm -hmm. it's just it's really good but i could see i could see brewing this in the summertime oh yeah that would make a delicious cup of iced tea too Mm mm-hmm but anyway, it smells Maybe delicious. a little alcohol in it, too. <laughs> you, you can put, can have a you new put whatever mojito. you want in your mojito tea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the book. This book 
is AJ Fickery is a widowed bookseller and he is on the fictitious island, Alice Island. And he's like this curmudgeon uh, bookseller who drinks too much and only likes literary fiction. He's very specific about what he likes. Uh, I know. And his life is completely upended, right, by uh, the theft of, a, of his rare Poe collection, Tamerlane, and other poems, and an abandoned child. Yes. And he, it's, he starts off, and he's just, he's destitute. He pretty much is bereft. He is bereft. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care Mm-mm. about anything anymore. He's no. just, he's just he's existing. Lost. He's, he's lost. lost. He is lost. And his wife, her name is Nick, and she seemed to bring a lot of life to him. And I think he was all, always sort of reserved and she would always be bringing him in into the world with. And when they decided to open the bookstore, she was the one that was uh, having the parties and the author visits, and and she brought life to things. Uh-huh. And yep. he kind and of was the stable and, mm-hmm. part, I guess. Yep. He just went along with it because she just pulled that out in him. Yeah, I liked the, the how she would do some of her like she had the vampire prom. I knew you would love that. I, <laughs> I thought like, that was cool. There we go. There's some there's some excitement in here. Oh, okay. Well, it's not with this guy. <laughs> exactly. And I could see I, we I talk a lot about doing a bookshop. If I did a bookshop, coffee shop kind mm-hmm. of thing, I would want to have events. I would want to have kid kid art, you know, mm-hmm. feature different art from the schools mm-hmm. or uh some kind of you know, the poetry slams, the things that we couldn't do in the library just because <laughs> right. we could never get the kids and nobody would ever come. Right. But to some place like that, that would be books and a physical place that we had. And we mm-hmm. would we would put on one hell of a vampire prom. I would have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> but uh, And she had a lot of fun with that. And, he, and she was, um, the few vignettes you get with memories with her, she, she seemed very fun, you yes. know? She seemed pretty cool and smart. And so I can see how he loved her so much and that his life was definitely, had changed at that point. It was, it was a sad, sad thing. Because he had like, yeah. he was a, he was an active marathon runner. And, and yeah. I mean, he, he, he definitely, lived. he did. And now he was just, you know, an alcoholic did, yeah. that, nothing, that did nothing. Came home to drink himself to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I thought at the beginning because he never remembered how he got to bed and how things got cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And so when this started, I wondered if it was a ghost story, because we we just read Jacob Marley. Oh, right. And I was thinking, is Nick coming back to help him get back on track or to do something? I, mean, I didn't know where it was going. Right. Because he didn't know. And, of course, you know, we find out later, and that kind of took the magic away. But <laughs> it was so weird, though, because was. I was like, what kind of would come and steal yeah. this but clean up and so I felt like it was definitely some somebody who who knew him and or at least maybe came in and saw what he had done and tried to start cleaning up mm-hmm. and then out of as a matter of opportunity stole the book yeah so that's the that's kind of the turning point where he has drunk himself to a stupor He's got, he pulled the book out of its air quality control bin, uh, safe or mm-hmm. wherever it is and propped it up there. 
and he's just drinking himself into a stupor. And when he wakes up, everything that is cleaned up, the vintage jewel that he threw against the wall is cleaned up, the wine's gone, his sick is gone, and the book is gone. Hmm. And that's why I was thinking maybe Nick took it to shake him out of this stupor he's in. Right. So that I was thinking, too, that there was something that maybe he didn't remember that somebody came over and he gave it to them, or maybe there was a visitor that he, at the time, was with or, or talked to, but then forgot about. That's kind of what I was thinking, that he, he handed it off to somebody for safekeeping or something. And Yeah. I don't really know. And then he didn't insure it. I feel sick for him because yeah. I procrastinate in doing things to the detriment of my well-being we sometimes. And I know how he was feeling right then. I felt it. I felt sick to my stomach. He's like, oh, my God, you're counting on that to get out of this place. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have it insured. Oh, my God. I, I guess I he just thought he was going to take even, it to an auction house and sell it. Right. He never I didn't thought think about he was stupid or anything. I just thought I get. I understand. I understand. I'm going to do that. I should do that. It's in the back of my head, and it'll be on a loop, and it doesn't matter. I won't do it. Mm. I just drive myself crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, but that, and now I'm thinking, oh my God, what is he going to do? Because <laughs> that that was his last little string of. Yeah, but we can see that he's been coming unraveled for sure, and the way he runs down to the police station, and and this is a, okay. First of all, this is a small island. That's a person who lives on a small island, <laughs> right? So he is definitely isolated. And when you live in that kind of an area, you do it's it's small town, mm-hmm. maybe even a more small town than a small town. I don't know. I mean, like people. Definitely know who's who and where they are, and and right. have a, a long history with them. But um, and I'm sure the police station knew his drinking habits, and they knew. So when he comes running in there, I, I, nobody seemed to be too incredibly upset that he's down in his room freaking no. out. But that is a catalyst for a change in AJ. It is. It's nothing he wants. No, because what happens, he just says he came up with a I don't give a damn. And he didn't he didn't try to lock anything. He was like, Everything I have of worth is stolen. So, you know, come get whatever whatever you want. I'm not nothing's mm-hmm. there's nothing here worth taking anyway. Take it if you want it. It's, to me it's just junk. And that's um disheartening because he had a uh, you know, he had a great bookstore and he has things of worth. He lives at the bookstore upstairs. It's, to me, wow, right? I know. Right? It's I like, know. oh, here's this person with this really, you know, he's, he's got a lot of blessings. And and that's what happens, I suppose, when when something is crushing as, you know, here is his wife. I think it's been like five years. Uh-huh. And so he's still, like, completely distraught. He's never was a person who could really go out and meet people, no. I don't think. And so he was completely distraught. And then just when he thought, well, it couldn't get any worse. Oh, really? Here it is. Yeah. Here's the other thing you love. Gone. Gone. That thing you depend on. But it opens up not only to the, the crooks of the story and the path that he changes to, but the policeman starts to come checking on him. 
Yeah, all he was worried the people about start to come to the bookstore because, like you said, it's a small town, so everybody wants to come to this bookstore, and business picks up. Business picks up, and, and then he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't give a damn, <laughs> and he has. And then the thing that really changes is a that baby is left in his shop with a note saying that she knows he will take good care of the baby. Right. To the owner of this bookstore, Mrs. Maya, she's 25 months old. She's very smart, exceptionally verbal for her age, and a sweet, good girl. I want her to grow up to be a reader. I want her to grow up in a place with books and among people who care about those kinds of things. I love her very much, but I can no longer take care of her. The father cannot be in her life, and I do not have a family that can help. I am desperate. Yours, Maya's mother. I had no idea that was coming, and I so did not expect that. I know. It's very sad. It's heart-wrenching, really. And so there he is with this little baby. Now, Maya is, when she says she's exceptionally verbal. Exceptional. This I'm is, trying to go back and think this about This is really hard because even, I mean, most two-year-olds are saying words and vocabulary and not maybe some might say those sentences. Her her worldliness was otherworldly, <laughs> you know. She was so much about things mm-hmm. that um, she was almost like a fairy tale character. Yes, and so there there are some elements of fairy disbelief. Ta- yes, you have to suspend disbelief, and that's okay. I'm cool with that. Um, there are a few things that happen in there that could be. Um, fantastical and this is one of those things yes but she is fantastical and she is like a fairy tale creature and she does bring lightness and life back into this is true and he it it, he goes from i can't do this to i can't let her go someplace else right and just turns his life around but i love that the one the first thing maya does that goes against his grain so badly is the book that she always wants read to her. And we didn't mention this, but at the beginning, the first chapter is about a bookseller who goes to different shops. You know, she has her her book vendor, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she goes around to her different clients to tell them the new books that are coming. And when she meets AJ, he wants nothing to do with all her new books. He doesn't want to hear about it. He has his certain books that he gets. That's it. No more, no thank you. And he's really rude to her. And so here we have Maya come in, and the only book she wants to read is The Monster at the end of this book. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that, that is very much like a child who wants to just read the one thing. Yes, I love that book, though. Yeah. I, got, I was like, oh, AJ, how can you not love that book? It's just right. the cutest one. That I is think, a cute book. Uh-huh. I love, I love it. And they mentioned so many great books in, the, in this. In this. Um, mm-hmm. And he and he and it and Maya, because of her, he gets more women coming in and oh, they yeah. give them all kinds of advice. And then they start book clubs. Mm-hmm. And they're all and I think I got tickled because you know I like my crime shows. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that um, that the the women would get together and they would read these books and they would they like contemporary stories about overly capable women trapped in troubled marriages. And they liked it if she had an affair. Not that they had. 
And, <laughs> and you know, the fun was in judging the women. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. You know, you, you could abandon your children. Oh, excuse me. Not abandon your children. Your husband could have a terrible accident. Mm-hmm. You know, anything could happen to your husband or whatever, but you don't mess with a child. You don't right. abandon a right. child. That's where they draw the line. And I thought that was so funny. Yeah. That he, you know, just his observation. Yes. Well, I mean, he got, he's seeing people more, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and she, like I said, Maya is, she brings, she draws everybody like a magnet. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can tell she, to be around her is magical, I'm sure, because she's adorable and smart and witty at the age of two and a half. <laughs> she's very uh, spoken and and, they, and everybody can love her. So I can see how everybody comes in there for that. And I love that part about it. I like the part about the book clubs, particularly um, about the police officer. Yes, he starts uh-huh. one. And he becomes AJ's friend. Yeah, he becomes a great friend. He's the godfather to yeah, Maya. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the whole the whole part about how Maya turns everybody's into a good, kind, caring person when she's a you know mm-hmm. she has that she magic brings that mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. in people. Yeah, but that's why I felt like this was truthfully. I feel like that's why that was like a Christmas story because it's it's that you know the the he's kind of a Scrooge. Yeah, he's kind of a Scrooge, and and also she's sort of a you know an angel or. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think she 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 saved him as much as he saved her. Mm-hmm. So it you know and it, it's just really cool how it it just went from a bookshop that everybody knew about to a community, the hub, the library, the bookstore is a hub of a community or school. No matter what government people and administration <laughs> says yeah they are the hub and love your librarians and your booksellers absolutely we have some backstories going on too and we have um, nick uh sister his sister sister-in-law his is sister-in-law May. and her husband daniel and daniel mm-hmm and she, she, the whole time, I'm like, what is her deal? She's just reserved. Be- I yes. mean, she's just like in the background. She has a, you, you know, there's something boiling underneath. Yeah. There's anger. I just hate, made a connection something. to Lamb to the Slaughter. Oh, <laughs> 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 right. Yes. You don't see it coming. Uh, you, you don't, don't see, it, see coming. it coming. She, but yeah, Ismate, she's a prickly character mm-hmm. more so than AJ. Because you can understand AJ's grief. Right. But you don't know why Ismay is the way she is. She's so prickly. She she does care for AJ mm-hmm. in her way. And like it's her responsibility because it's it, Nick was her sister. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what? and she talks about she's a bad person. And you're thinking, okay, what have you done that is so bad? Well, I think she was, I think part of what she talked about was that she was... A bit on the wild side, she was quick to run after Daniel. Um, he was a writer. He is a writer. He is hmm, not a likable person. He is like, I don't know. He has like one or two, he has one book that people like and a lot that they do not think about. I won't say they don't like him, but nobody really reads them. And yeah. he he walks around in his mind as a celebrity 
And I'm sure he's a celebrity on this island. He's like a one-hit wonder, though. He's a one-hit wonder kind of guy. and But he does milk that. I mean, he does go out, supposedly, oh, to, yeah. to all kinds of conferences and, and colleges and, and talk and, and things like that. So he's... He's out I think promoting he's grasping him. at whatever celebrity straws he can yeah. get. Yeah, I mean, and, I'm sure know, there's the some kind of money, I guess. Milk. But yeah, he's a he's a rambler and a runner that's, and a. That story reminded yeah. me of one called Envy. Oh my God, it's really good. Envy is the Envy is the name of the book, mm-hmm. and it is a thriller mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. and it's about writers. Mm-hmm. But he Daniel, it, when I started reading about Daniel. He immediately reminded me of that book. Right. And I'm not going to say anything else. you got to read it. It's good. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, so his ego is big. Um, the his, only one he thinks that he's redeemable with is Maya. Yeah. He's, he's good with Maya. He recognizes the writing ability and the that Maya has. Mm-hmm. And of all the things that we've talked about in books, Stephen King, um, C.S. Lewis, Ray Bradbury... You have to read far and wide and voraciously to be a good writer. Yeah, I think so. And that is driven into Maya. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Yeah. That kind of he does give her a bit me. of wisdom there, doesn't he? He does. Mm-hmm. That's the only person he's redeemable with. Yeah, I mean, he's not bad to AJ. But no, he thinks of himself as a friend to AJ, or at least somebody he that... He does. I mean, and I think AJ thinks of him as a friend, in a way, because they're family. Right, but... By but marriage, he's, but... Yeah, we know otherwise. Mm-hmm. Redeem, as a person, he's not all that in a bag of potato chips. No, and he kind of puts he's it all out surface. there. Yeah, he's all he, surface. There's a lot of times where he's just like, you know, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a miserable kind of guy, too. You know, I just... I can't help it who I am. This is who I am. Well, it's bad. It's bad when somebody is there specifically at a party mm-hmm. just to keep you from messing with the girls at a party. Right. You know that's her assignment. And he's hitting on her, not realizing that she, she's, she's the from, she's the one that's to to, to keep you from yeah being a jerk with somebody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that one was that is true. So the beginning of all these chapters starts with. A short a story. Recommendation, recommendation for a short story. Like a shelf recommendation. Yes. And it's always to Maya. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this beforehand. I had read one, and we both read The Telltale Heart. But there were a lot of these short stories that we haven't read. But, we, I mean, we, we did the synopsis on the bookseller. And I had read The Lamb to Slaughter because that was in a Roald Dahl collection. I read it last, the other couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a story with a twist. Yeah. Roald Dahl does not just write children's books. He writes some really dark, twisted stuff. Well, many people would think that his children's books are not also children's books sometimes because he's got some outran- outlandish characters. And, and they do, dark and twisted things happen And they in his do children's some books. crazy, goofy stuff, you know, and... Well, I like that about Roald Dahl. I, I mean, I think it's. I think that you need to see all kinds of characters and and know that these absurd characters are, you know, that you can laugh and look at them and in their stupid, ugly ways. You know. I remember picking this book up, and it was a collection of his stories, mm-hmm. and it was called "Stories to Keep You Up at Night." Mm-hmm. 
And I could not, I was like, oh my God. And Lamb to Slaughter was one of the first ones. And I was just, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Right. <laughs> I love it. It's sick and twisted, just like me. Some of the other ones I have read is the Celebrated Jumping Frog at Calaveras County. Of course, The Telltale Heart. I had not read Tamerlane poem. Of, of, I haven't uh, either. I hadn't even heard and of that. I hadn't either. And I still, I actually could not mm-hmm. find it. And I do have a collection of Poe. And I have a biography of Poe. I I do kind of get into Poe. What of these short stories would you, are, you, are you intrigued by? Any? Um... I'd have to, I really didn't spend much time going back and looking at them. I did The Diamond as Big as the Ritz, um, A Good Man is Hard to Find. That one I kind of would like to read. Um, I am not a big short story reader. I realize that I only read them when, um, probably for assignments. <laughs> it's not something I gravitate to, but I will say, we're getting ready to do quite a collection of some short stories, and the last one that we did was a short story. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so this is my. You're expanding your this horizons. Is, this is my, my short story ex- expansion. And this is written in a bit like a, it's more like two stories in this book. Yes. So it could, I wouldn't say either one was particularly a short story because. Um, the definition of a short story <laughs> is something that you could read in one sitting. <laughs> right, right. According this to AJ Frickery. This, this and, is not. And we know that this is not something you could read in one setting. And I suppose that depends on what time frame you consider a sitting. Right. So maybe two hours. I think anything you could read in, in two or three hours is a short story. But if it has to go up to, well, I don't usually read six or eight hours a day, so... That's, you know, it has to be longer. I used to, in my youth, I would. I don't have I would love I don't to. Have, <laughs> I, don't have I don't know if that time ever comes again, but it's, it's, I used to, yes, absolutely. But that was when you don't have everything in the world, you have to be responsible. Exactly. Okay. Right. But the, the diamond as big as the Ritz was a strange story about, by Fitzgerald, where there was actually a diamond as big as the Ritz that the people ended up just carving into a house. Ooh. So this poor kid who gone who goes off to the most expensive prep school because I guess he's so smart, like, you know, Fitzgerald saw himself, I'm sure. And <laughs> yeah. Can you hear that disdain? Uh, that's how I feel about him. Can you tell how Shelley feels about Fitzgerald? And so, of course, the wealthiest people decide that he's so cool, they want them at his house, at of their course. house. And so he goes and leaves his... He doesn't go back to his family, and he goes across country, and he realizes that this kid's parents really do have a house made out of diamonds. And they had to... <laughs> They had to hide it because they had to change it to a house because if anybody knew that, that there was an actual diamond that big, it would actually diminish the value of all diamonds because there would just be too much of it. It would just be so much. And so that was the reason, and they did that in it. At any rate, it's like a tall tale. Yeah. And, but it has some weird stuff in there um, about um, the you- Civil War and wealth. So, you know, he's, he's poking at society in some other ways. Like, you know, diamonds aren't anything. They're just pieces of 
Yeah. And that, the and way so you he, say that, it's like that's how he would say it because uh-huh. he doesn't have any. Yeah. It's sour grapes yeah. to him. Yeah. It, it's just a strange story. And I, I didn't... It was okay. Um, I don't know the, the connection there, though, with the, with, the, with the story other than they do start understanding a little bit more about um, what's really important in wealth. Mm-hmm. It's not Tamerlane, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And There's... I like how he, he wants her to read these for a specific reason, and he leaves her a little note mm-hmm. each time. Mm-hmm. And AJ, with Maya, with the community, it's, it's opened his heart not just his head and and you know his his life but his heart as well is is a he's not got it blocked off and so it comes back we get a a character that comes back cuz you, you hear about this bookseller at the beginning and then you never hear about Amelia. her again Amelia yeah and mm-hmm. you're like why why even put her in there just to kind of just well, decide how, just to give us an idea of what AJ is like. Yeah, he's so ugly to her, and she's such yes. a nice person. And she has these books, and she's, tr- I, I felt like it was she was new because the old guy passed away, the one that right. used to do it. So she was new on the beat, and she's his, trying, to... and she's trying, and she's sweet, and he was just a jerk, and trying to figure out. And as a bookseller for a publisher. You have to get to know the people that you're trying to sell to so you know what they want. Right. Just like if you were, you know, a bookseller or a librarian, you got to know what the yeah. people want sometimes. We had good make... big book vendors. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they're good because they, they have to build up that rapport with uh-huh. you. And it's it's kind of, they kind of got to know your needs and your community. Yeah. And so here she thought she was going to bring him these really cool things. And he just, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. This is what we read. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then he started. I thought it was funny because he went from nope, nope, nope to just give me everything and I'll read it mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when she came back, so she comes She comes twice a year mm-hmm. um, for the winter reads and the summer reads. And so by then he's had the magic of Maya. Yes. And so she, he's opened his heart back up. To and I love that. Yeah. I love that because you, you have to. We go. He went from existing to living, mm-hmm. and to expanding his world to what's out there and allowing things in, and that is a big part of how he changes. I know it's 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 slow and gradual, and time heals things, and new um, people come into his life, and that heals him more and mm-hmm. and it's a it's a great way to see this the healing of coming through grief and he never stops loving nick i don't think i think no. he loves her entirely still i mean even at the end of the story he still loves her it also shows that there's room in your heart for more than one yes one love and yeah. it's interesting it's just an interesting way of looking at it I was pleasantly surprised because when we started this, you said you loved it. And when I started it, I thought, I was farther along. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to slog through this. It's so depressing. I I don't think I can, I don't know. And then as I went along, I was laughing. Mm -hmm. I was tickled. I was writing things down that they were saying. 
and just, you know, I wanted to go visit that bookstore. <laughs> you know I did. Absolutely. I would have taken that ferry and gone to the So bookstore. this is not a real place, Alice Island, but it's uh, it could be considered like Cape Cod or something. It's a New England area, yeah. and it's a pretty, kind of pretty place. In my mind, I can see um, yeah, a that's quaint village. It's a vacation. And, it's a vacation yeah, it's a area vacation in area. the summer. Everybody mm-hmm. comes. Like Ocracoke, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Ocracoke. Mm-hmm. Doing stuff like that's that. That's like Hawaii. <laughs> You well, know, it's, it's, it's got that. Lay, it's not like Hawaii, Hawaii. I'm right. in, in their mindset that it's laid back. It's yeah. small. I love going to Ocracoke. Yeah, me too. But yeah, it just it's like this is a place you would want to go visit. Some some place. I loved it. You know, just thinking about this story, we've 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 I, talked about a lot of the emotional tie-ins of uh, finding love again in your life. Um, Letting go of negative feelings a little bit. It covers that. It covers um, what what a little bit of love can do to change yes. your life, you know. Um, it's a great book for, uh, I think, this time of year when you're, you know, you're trying to come to the end of things and, you know, the New Year's mm-hmm. right here. So it's like new beginnings. What can I do? And... Um, to, to bring new bring new things into my world. And and I think it all starts with, you know, letting love in. So you just have to yes. be able to let your heart be open. Um, it's hard if there's something that you're carrying with you, uh, grief or negative feelings or fears or disappointments. Mm-hmm. And, and it's this time of year that you should let that go. Out with the old That's right. and in with the new. That's right. There's a lot of mystery in here. It's a death mystery, missing persons kind of situation. There's a lot of other different in- intrigue going on here with some of the characters and how they are intertwined with each other and things that they do for love and things that they do for... Because of love. Because of love or lack of love. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, we can't get past that. There's a book for everything. That books... Books have so much to give us if we are willing and, once again, open to it. I mean, he starts every chapter with something he wants Maya to read to add to her mm-hmm. repertoire, what's, mm-hmm. you know, her library. I just, I think that's great. And, the, the, and AJ, his quote, the quote is, no man is an island, every book is a world. Mm-hmm. And I he finds that. out, because he started off as, a self-imposed island, mm-hmm. and he ended up reaching out and being part of the world and touch people in place, ways he probably doesn't even know. Well, I know Lambase, the um, the cop, I mean, he changed his world. Yeah, he changed himself, and the way, yeah. because he said, had he not been a reader, then, then things would have been different at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. He would have made different choices. But being a reader and being exposed to these different things it, changed him. It did. It, and, you know, the one, th- the power of reading, and this is probably one of his experiences, but that's definitely one of mine, is that you are able to slip into the mindset of another person, another character, and therefore your, your power of empathy and understanding mm-hmm. and judgment can completely change. Your world perspective can change because you have slipped into a book that is allowed you to be 
go along with somebody for the ride. Right. And that is one thing I try to get on my students and uh, people to understand that if we, if we are always reading only curated materials that are, you know, have algorithms designed to feed into our own government issue, <laughs> junk food mind, you know, bot programs. <laughs> You know, if, if that's all you allow yourself to, to read and you have that echo chamber, then yes. you don't expend right. Yeah. You don't you don't allow yourself to be yes. a bigger Yes, because person. you are not an L and you're not in blue. Right. You are a reader. You're that right. is what you are. Right. From the time you can understand words until you listen to books until the time you pass. You are a reader. You are not in the bluebird. You're not in the dump trucks. You're not in blue, and you're you're not well, on letter L. I right. only read level L. No, you don't, sweetheart. Right. You read. You read far and wide. And that you know, I hate that. I that was. I'm so yeah, glad I don't have that anymore because like I yeah I have. But I mean, I think even adults. I mean, adults definitely that. get caught into those. Oh yeah, kinds of I things. only could read these books. Yep, and I'm I can definitely be considered that person in a way, but um, because I don't read a lot of modern fiction, like these just stories. Oh, stories. I pick up. I guess this is this has been. <laughs> these are all pretty fun, and I enjoy them, and I can see the heartfelt um, changes in the characters, and I love all that the character arcs. But um, AJ's character arc is it really is as as momentous as as Jacob Marley you know I mean it's just it's just it changes and he becomes so much more and he his life becomes like literally his life hadn't even started yet and he didn't know it he thought it was ended and it hadn't even he was waiting for it to end yeah, he, he was thought it was waiting done. for it to. He just was there mm-hmm. until it was over. Whether that was drinking himself to death or whatever it was that he, you know, he he mm-hmm. just there was no point to it for him. That's right. And to see him, one eighty. But I love this book. I love that there are so many other pieces to go back and read again. Um, this is definitely a, a second or third reading I'll, I'll be doing of this book because I really do want to get back into, I want to go read these short stories before and then go back into the chapters a little bit because what I have done, I've seen, I like the tie-in. I like the effort that she's put in for the tie-in. Yeah. Um, I think Gabrielle Zevin is, um, uh, she's just a well-educated and well-read writer. And I know that not every writer is a Harvard graduate or reads as many uh, things that I think that she shows in her stories. And I love that she's a, a book lover's writer, you know, mm-hmm. this, at least this story is. And it's fun to, to, we talk about those connections that you can make to other stories that you see echoed. Well, she doesn't just echo them. She really puts them in there so you can go back and, and, and tie that in. And I'd like that experience to how am I going to relive this book again? It's not a one and done thing. It's something that I'll be able to um, enjoy, yeah, in a different way. And I already am planning like I could do this in a different way next time. I have another way to enjoy this read, 
and and look into these short stories and and pick up on more things inside her inside her book. It's like and, a reference as well, yeah. a reference point because I mean, there's be, so many great books that are mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've read I've read lots of books, but not everything sticks with you, especially you know thirty years later. <laughs> yeah, true. So some of these back. I probably have read, but short stories. One more thing I wanted to say about the short story. Tell us one more thing about <laughs> short stories. Sometimes short stories leave you wanting in a weird way. Like you're just like you just stepped inside of a person's life for a day. And then you're just that little out. that instance or whatever is done. And so that's that's an interesting and somewhat unfulfilling way for me to read. And that's I think that's my underlying like oh, short stories. Uh, okay. It's done. Woohoo. But these were I'm um I can love it. There, these are a lot of short stories, and it's good for you. So, I'm totally into Look the short at you. story. I've yep, I'm entrenched That's in short nice. stories. I have a, like thousands of people floating through my head now because of so many short stories. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Where usually I just read these, you know, look at my bookshelf. These epic fantasies that I spend like a year hanging out with the same folks. I have that. I, books still stay with me. Mm-hmm. I speak. I speak in book character. If I'm not speaking in movie language, movie quotes. I speak in book character. So one of the things that, since you said that, the quote that I pulled that I liked a lot was, "We are not quite novels. We are not quite short stories. We, in the end, we are collected works." And I thought about that and how many different short stories of my life I could write, mm-hmm. right? Not that I would, but when you look back on your life, you are different people at different times, and you could be a different character in your Definitely. own short story. And so it's not one novel of your life. It's a collection of short stories. Oh, I love that. You what know? a great way to... So that's what I thought of when I, when I was with that quote and with this experience of short stories here lately. So Cool. That's a good way to start. Yeah. Well, we could, we could probably talk about we could talk about this book all day. We could talk about the short stories in it all day. But we figure you probably have something to do. And I have a suggestion. What is your suggestion? You should go to your local bookseller. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I have a list of indie booksellers across this nation that we'll put in the uh, link tree. All right, and we'll our, link it into we'll link the it description. Into stuff. And I, I came across that when I was looking up. I don't know what I was looking up, but it's the indie bookseller uh, I love list, it. so it, it's cool. Yeah, start a book club. <gasps> start a book club. Maybe it's time to read the monster at the end of the book. You should do that. You if should you do have that. children not or not have children, and you've never read it, just go to your local library, grab it off the shelf, yeah. read it, and walk out laughing. <laughs> It'll make your day. It will make your day. You don't have to read it over and over and over again like AJ. <laughs> no. You can read it once and see what it's about. That's right. Until next time. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Oh, no. Oh, no, no we no, got no, a special. No. We're not going to be, it's not going to be next Wednesday. No. It's going to be New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. We've got, we're dropping a special episode. Oh, we're episode. dropping a special episode. That's right. And so we started with Amy McKay's Witches of New York. And we're going to end this year with the second book of that Half spent the night. Yep. And that's uh, Witches Yuletide. So we get to to see our uh, three witches again and uh, jump back into that time frame. I can't wait to share it with you guys. Uh, Oh my gosh. I can't either. That one was... (laughs) 
I was bursting at the seams reading that yeah. book. So you get a bonus episode at the end of the, of the month here. Yeah, we wanted to end the year off right. That's right. So please check that out. This one drops. This one comes out on Wednesday the 28th, right? This is Wednesday the 28th. And that, then that one, that one will come out on the 31st. On Saturday the 31st. Yeah. And then we will start a new season in January. That's right. All righty. Same time, same channel. <laughs> Just new new year. You can check us out on Spotify or Apple, Apple. and you can at, always visit us at the on Instagram at the Perfect Blend underscore SC. Yes, and we would love it if you would like to subscribe, leave a review, tell your book loving, tea drinking friends to join us. That would be wonderful. Would it be? Would that be a wonderful Christmas gift? Yes, please <laughs> do that. Season of giving. Let us see some new. Uh, yeah. Folks listening to our show. That would be awesome. Yeah. So make sure you comment. Make sure you subscribe and listen in. And we will be back. And until then, read, read and sip on. on.